It's the E-Commerce Minute, your daily dose of e-commerce, tech, and retail news with your hosts, John Suter, Bart Moraz, and Brittany Blackman. The E-Commerce Minute is a production of Sumo Heavy, a digital commerce consulting firm located in Brooklyn, New York, and Philadelphia. Find us on the web at sumoheavy.com. Hello, listeners. It's Brittany Blackman, Junior Marketing Coordinator at Sumo Heavy. A quick note, we're in an unprecedented time, but with this comes an unprecedented amount of unity. Everyone is coming together to help, no matter what industry they're in. And now we're doing our part. If you advertise on the e-commerce minute, we'll donate 100% of the proceeds to Slice Out Hunger. Slice Out Hunger sends pizza to healthcare workers on the front lines of the COVID-19 pandemic while simultaneously supporting small businesses. To get involved, drop us a note at hello at sumoheavy.com or reach out through our various social media accounts. Stay safe, stay inside, and wash your hands. We're all in this together. It's e-commerce minute episode 688. In today's episode, food suppliers and restaurants pivot to groceries and staples. As restaurants begin to lose massive amounts of money due to the lack of sit-down service and other precautions taken due to COVID, they're starting to find other ways to serve. Restaurants and their suppliers are getting creative. For starters, Cisco and U.S. Foods, the country's two largest restaurant and food service distributors, are pivoting to supplying grocery stores. And that's a lot harder than it sounds. Cisco is turning its focus to the grocery supply chain, which is a segment the company does not usually serve. Typically, restaurants account for 62% of Cisco's sales. Meanwhile, U.S. Foods has struck new deals to support and sell grocery stores. Spokeswoman Sarah Mathau said, in some cases, product is easily transferred from food service to retail. In cases where it's more challenging, we've been working directly with the retailer to make proper adjustments. The company has also partnered with CNS Wholesale Grocers to transfer U.S. Foods workers to similar jobs with the grocery distributor. But new grocery sales won't completely offset the lost sales from restaurants and food service operators like arenas, schools, and universities. Cisco pulled its long-term outlook for 2018 to 2020 and has drawn down $1.5 billion from its funds. U.S. Foods withdrew its fiscal 2020 forecast on Monday and announced it had drawn down $1 billion from its existing cushion funds. Large restaurant chains are picking up on this movement as well. Doghouse, the Los Angeles-based gourmet hot dog chain with about 45 units, has begun to offer grocery-like services at some locations, which have become doghouse markets. Hot dogs, burgers, sausages, King's Hawaiian rolls, and tater tots are all for sale at the restaurant turned market. And then I'm hungry. All items are ingredients in the chain's recipes and from the same supply chain, so customers can recreate their own doghouse gourmet hot dogs at home. Customers can order ahead and see which items are available at specific locations, and items will be restocked twice a week as each unit runs out. Meanwhile, local restaurants in Philly are doing their part. Local chain Iron Hill Brewery and Restaurant pared down its menu for takeout at all of its 16 locations and has also added groceries for sale that can be hard to find, along with make-at-home meal kits. Grocery bundles costing $15 to $18 can be purchased at its Delaware locations in Newark, Wilmington Riverfront, and Rehoboth Beach. The bundles include 30 eggs, two pounds of butter, one gallon of whole milk, and an assortment of fresh fruit and vegetables. We're actually going to use this because we have an iron hill near us. They have a nice deal. You can get two steaks, two potatoes, and uh, Caesar salad <laughs> for $18.99. All you got to do is cook the steaks. That's, oh, nice. That's great. That's so good. That's two sirloin steaks. Put them on the grill, man? Yeah, put them on the grill. I'm like, giddy up. So we're going to go there Friday, I think. Yeah. So a lot of restaurants are doing it. We only pulled two. I mean, we could make a whole list here. And let's just talk strictly, forget about the food service pipeline, because all they're doing is they're just redirecting their supply chain, and they'll have this figured out in a month. Yeah. What the real concern is, is these restaurants 
that are pivoting now to 100% takeout, a lot of them are being super creative and a lot of them are doing really well. The ones that haven't figured it out, they're going to be left in the dust because this is not ending anytime soon. Talk um, about your digital transformation. Digital transformation, you know, and it's really interesting. And again, I use Facebook as an example because that seems to be everybody's lifeline right now. Yep. I'm the type I always follow restaurants and things because that's how I figure out, oh, what specials do they have? What events are going on? And now all I see is, you know, the one guy that owns a pizza place, he did a video. He's like, he's like, hey, I'm Giuseppe from the takeout place. I'm going to make these. He goes, what you get? And he did a video. He says, you get the dough. You get the fresh sauce that I make every day. You get the cheese. You get the toppings. And it's all $12.99. I'm like, that is great. Mm-hmm. It's great in that the price is at the right price point. He got on there and was like, hey, it's me. I'm your friend. I'm still making your pizza. Come get my pizza. That is worth you know, any type of marketing dollars that he would have spent putting an ad in some, you know, in local circular, that kind of advertising and marketing is what's going to win through all this, you know, that they're reaching, out, they're reaching out to their customers are saying, and the other thing that they do, is like, they show you photos of the actual contactless delivery because a lot of people are like, I don't understand. I don't want to go in there. They'll show like, there's the girl that works at the store and she's standing up the mask and gloves and she's holding the bag. You just call, you know, Cindy will run your order right out to the car. And I know around here, a lot of these businesses, you know, I mean, they're not doing as well as they would normally, but, you know, they're kind of taking charge with this. Yeah. I, John, I wonder, I think we should do a show and, and I know just kind of jumping in, but I think ghost kitchens are going to explode. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's like what had started, you know, in the beginning of the year is kind of a buzzword is now, <laughs> like, you look I've at- Every restaurant is a ghost kitchen. Every restaurant now is a ghost kitchen. Right. We've been teasing about ghost kitchens on here for a little bit now too. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like now every, that's a great analogy, Bart. Every restaurant is now a ghost kitchen. So kudos to those who are, you know, again, we always say out in the front lines, serving us food. I guess it's a good time to be a chef. (laughs) Good time to be Uh. a a cook. (laughs) Kind of. A little bit, a little, little bit of job security, you know, but I, I mean, in the same breath, it's good to know how to cook at home. I can't imagine all the people who like aren't really good home chefs, like especially like cooking meat and stuff like that. I can't yeah. imagine. Yeah, I can't. I ha- uh, no, I agree with you, Brittany. And I have a couple friends who are on Facebook, and they're like, "I have, you know, <laughs> they, they pull like four random ingredients." It's like, I don't know how to cook. What do I do with this? I'm like, oh man, oh god, they're just so they're just, just so like bad. They just go, oh, Grubhub, you know, bring me my Pad Thai. Oh, Grubhub, Uber Eats, you bring me my, you know, I don't care if I pay extra $10. I, I don't care because I don't know how to cook. And now these people are kind of stuck, you know, it's like they. Right. You know, but what is happening now, you know, Bart, you showed, you showed me that chart, the e-commerce chart yep. the other day. What was like the number one or number two thing that has increased? Bread. Bread machines. Uh, Bread machines. Bread machines. Like and it's a full-on sourdough world. Oh yeah, it's it's my sourdough world. You just all live in it. Yeah, it's <laughs> if you can get yeast, you can't even get yeast. You know, I, I was talking to somebody on Twitter yesterday, and they're like, "There's no yeast in Ireland. Like everyone is baking bread. That you cannot get yeast in Ireland right now. <laughs> it's insane. Like we, you know, we've been trying to get certain things, and it's just either online or you go in the store, and you just you just see the holes in the shelves. It's like you know. Like we go to Aldi because Aldi, for some reason, has not been too bad of an experience. 
but you just see the one hole where it's like, okay, there's no flour, <laughs> there's no toilet paper, there's no this, there's no ground meat. You can't get ground meat. I think what people are doing is like, you know, you've got you've got a big family and you got to feed, you know, three kids. Well, what do you do? You buy five pounds of ground meat. You just make chili. You make macaroni and beef. You make you know, spaghetti. Make spaghetti with meat sauce. Like you stretch it out. You stretch it out. That kind of stuff you can't get. You can get much strip steak as you want <laughs> like strip steak but you know you can't i think what the problem is is that people eat, you know used to eat out a lot and they're not used to this they're like oh we have to cook all of our meals like this is just <laughs> cook all our meals Same. and that's what people like, don't know how to shop right like they don't know how to it, shop. Yeah, they're just like, I yeah. see, and i think that was the problem like the first two weeks people don't know how to shop they're like, wait, we gotta buy all. Oh, I'll buy ten pounds of chicken. <laughs> it's like, when are you gonna do with all that chicken? <laughs> you gonna freeze it? I mean, that's what, what they bought. That's it? what they bought. They bought all the toilet paper. Like they were just buying too much because they don't know. They don't know how to shop. Like America is like, we're like turn on a dime supply chain. Like you can get anything in an instant. And yeah, suddenly when the supply in, right. chain got whacked, you know, the suppliers were like, oh crap, we don't know, you know, and it's going to take a couple of weeks to kind of bounce back and rejigger. And that, that was what this story was about. Like where you have the food suppliers like Cisco and us foods, they're going, oh man, like they're used to selling, you know, meat, you know, they'll sell Sam's club, like 10 pound things of meat. Well, now they've got to like rejigger that and say, okay, well, you've got 10 pounds of meat. Well, we need to portion it out to like two pound things so that a consumer can buy it, not a restaurant. Yeah, it's egg just, prices went through the roof. Egg price, eggs are like five dollars a dozen now. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> like for like basic ones, not even like the, the good even, stuff, right? Right, not even free uh, like happy it, eggs. It's so funny. It's like people really don't, and like you get you or me walking in a, in a store, and I'm walking through aisles that nobody's in, and I'm like, yeah. well, I can make anything out of this aisle, right? You I'm know like, what I mean? Like, sure, I'll buy all your shallots. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or like walk into like you know beans at like all over the place. I'm like. And then, then like next door, there's all the dry beans and there's all of them, right? And you're like, yeah, yeah I don't have to make that. Yeah. Please. It's not that yeah. hard. Yeah. It's a little frustrating, but I think people are going to start to adjust. But the one point I was going to make before I forget is that, you know, everybody's still scratching their heads about the toilet paper thing. And it really isn't so much a, oh my God, we bought all the toilet paper. It's again, it's a supply chain thing. Think about this. People are not pooping at work anymore <laughs> they're pooping at home and well, that's, a, that's the other problem there's there's like half of it is for commercial half of right. it is for personal and it's like well now it's going to get flipped for a while the production lines they're so used to making those giant rolls that you see in an office they have it's not you just don't flip a switch and start making smaller rolls like again it's supply chain it's all supply chain and all this is going to smooth out eventually, but right now people are still freaking the hell out because when you walk into an empty grocery store, that is a very jarring thing to see. That is just like something that you would see in a movie or something that you would see on the news from a place that you don't live at. Like that's yeah. something that happens to other people. Well, guess what? This is our reality now and it's unfortunate, but again, it's still, you walk in, you see empty shelves. It's just a very jarring thing to see. It's yeah. very unsettling. Apocalyptic. Apocalyptic is the word, Brittany. Apocalyptic. And then we also have, you know, farmers and things. You know, there was one story I read where farmers in Wisconsin are just dumping milk down the drain because nobody's drinking the milk. But I think that has been a trend anyway, and this has just accelerated it because milk's really not good for you. Except yeah. For cheese, except for cheese. <laughs> and, you know, you got a lot of farmers, like a lot of crops are going rotten. That is very unfortunate. 
I just, I don't know what's going to happen with that. I think a lot of farmers are going to be hurt by this because everyone, you know, what's the word? I think, the, I guess the key word now is, you know, if you're going to survive this and we're talking strictly from a business standpoint, how are you going to pivot? How are you going to react? How are you going to do your transformation? And the creative ones will come out on the other side because any crisis creates an opportunity. And there is a lot, you know, instead of looking at it going, oh, the sky is falling, you have to look at where the opportunities are. And the ones that are smart and fleet of foot will win in the end. End of sermon. I will step up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Close it with a little stat time. You as consumers have shifted 10% of share of stomach. I love that, that phrase, share of stomach. From restaurants to groceries, according to Black Box Intelligence. I'm sure that number is much higher now. Union, New Jersey-based D'Artagnan, which sells foie gras, meat, and mushrooms, has seen its restaurant sales plummet 80%. I don't think people really want, right now, luxury goods like foie gras. I know, the, was there a stat, Brittany, you had in here about, so maybe I read it somewhere else, about the caviar market is collapsing. You know, and they, they literally, they're starting to throw caviar away because they can't sell it. Oh, yeah, because the luxury restaurants aren't, yeah, yeah it's right well, here. Right. And the consumers, you know, everyone's holding on to their money right now. I think that'll bounce back. I think when people realize this doesn't go for everyone, but I think certain people will go, okay, maybe I'm not going to lose my job. Maybe I'll splurge a little bit. I mean, we're seeing, and this is a bit of a tangent here, but we're watching the stats in the e-commerce industry and people are starting to settle into a groove. And the stats that we get from within, within, was it within.ceo? Well, it's within, they, they do a, a report every day. And they have seen that consumers are now settling into some sort of normal buying pattern. Whereas the weekends, you know, even though no one's working, the weekends is where people are shopping online for some reason. Like that's where they're spending their money. So I don't know if it's they've gotten their paycheck and then they're going, okay, you know, it's portion out what, you know, but there's a pop, there's a significant pop every weekend now in e-commerce, even though everyone is still home 24-7. Interesting to see. All right. You guys got anything else? Nope. All right. That's your e-commerce minute for today. We'll see you on the internet tomorrow. That's it for today's show. If you like the show, do us a favor and subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes. And don't forget, you can now listen to the e-commerce minute on your Amazon device. Just add e-commerce minute to your flash briefing. And finally, if you have a comment or suggestion or just want to say hi, find us on social media at Sumo Heavy.